Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Fill Your Soul podcast. I will be your host today, Brianna Knoll, and we get the opportunity to talk about how to foot zone pre-teens. So we are addressing the ages of 9 to 12 years old today. We're going to talk about some great tips and things to consider as you are working on them. All right, let's jump in. Hello, friends. How are you guys doing? Um, All right. I'm excited for this episode. Now, bear with me if my voice cracks a little bit. I've been under the weather for the past couple weeks, um, and I've definitely dealt with some lung issues. So um, I want to talk to you guys about uh, working on preteens. So everyone who this is going to be around the ages of 9 to 12 years old. So let's talk about a few things. So I've kind of developed divided up this episode into physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. You know how we like to do that, right? Um, And I want to give you guys a couple points on working with them, talking to them, talking to their parents, and a few things to watch for on your foot zone. So let's, let's address the foot zone first. When I'm working on young uh, young teenagers, well, preteens, I never know what to call them. We'll just call them preteens when I'm walk- working on these children. Um, I like to really pay attention to two main, two main systems, anatomy systems. Uh, the first one's going to be the digestive system because, you know, this is where um, sometimes we might get some buildup if they've been eating some junk food or things like that. And so we really want to just make sure everything is um, being absorbed well so that they're getting the nutrients that they need so that they are continually continually growing, right? That's what that's what we want during this time. There's a lot of development still happening. So as I'm working through the digestive system, I'm, I'm really focusing on mainly the small intestine and large intestine. Small intestine more than anything, because I'm wanting to make sure that the, the walls of the small intestine are capable of absorbing, that there's not any like weird buildup or things like that going on. Um, this is also a time where maybe we might see some more food sensitivity showing up. So again, I'm just really focusing on that small intestine working it up and down, up and down uh, as I fill through it. And then, of course, finishing out the treatment uh, the way our maps talk about is pulling everything down towards the hill. So as I'm working on that one, um, I, you know, I'm talking to them kind of just about how uh, they're feeling when it comes to you know, are they still getting growing pains? Are they dealing with that type of stuff? And if that's the case, then, you know, I, I do like to kind of check in on their muscles and joints. So focusing on the knees and calf muscles and all that stuff, especially if they're getting growing pains at this time, which are very common. Uh, the next system I really like to focus on is the endocrine system. Now we've talked about We've talked about the endocrine system in most of these episodes because it's just so, so important. And you guys know, I I always say this, the endocrine system is extremely finicky, but so important. So I like to focus on starting out in the top of, uh, excuse me, in the brain, starting with the pituitary, hypothalamus, pineal gland, really working through those. Remember at this time of development, uh, they're still needing to get a good amount of sleep. Uh, they may they need less than you know a young child, but they're still growing and they need to have that sleep to restore their body 
so that everything can reset for the next day. So really focusing on the brain stem and that sleep center that's working in the midbrain there is going to be very beneficial for that. Um, and then as I come through down through the uh, thyroid and the endocrine glands and the sex glands and the pancreas, that's where I'm focusing on just again, making sure that they're, they're creating the hormones that are needed at the time, but also preparing for the big surge of hormones that they're going to be getting um, once they hit puberty, which um, next next week, uh, Mandy will be talking to you guys about all about the teenagers. <laughs> and so that's going to be what we're preparing our clients for is for that surge of hormones, right? Now, when we get that surge of hormones, my goodness, you guys know we focus, we we deal with a lot of emotions and things like that. So you're going to notice a theme here about the preteens. A lot of it is preparation, a lot of preparation for them, uh, helping them to make that transition from child to teenager. Um, so when we think about addressing mental and emotional well-being, um, the biggest thing that comes to my mind with this is helping them to recognize that uh, maybe maybe we can give them a little bit more responsibility and accountability as well. And this this goes for spirituality as um, along with those same lines. So uh, spiritually helping them to realize that, you know, they're accountable for certain things, that they're responsible to uh, control their their temper and listen to that conscious that's within each of us and learning really to uh, learn between right and wrong, right? They can no longer just act impulsively like young children. And so it's okay to start to teach them these guidelines of going, you know, right now you're learning how to be a, a contributing human to society, right? And and really just kind of walking them through that. So there's a fine line between overwhelming them and having them grow up too fast. And also, you know, like we, we want them to to learn this stuff. But we want don't want it to be too much too soon. And so there's there's a lot of guidance during this period of development that's still very much needed. So a quick little story for you guys. Um, my niece Ella, she's eight right now, and um, you know she's learning how to babysit. So right now, and this is kind of how I like to teach my clients who have their student, or excuse me, have their, um, their children are at this age. Um, and I like to kind of teach them about this developmental stage. And I share this story, um, with permission, of course. So when I think about, um, when, with sweet little Ella learning how to babysit, she, uh, her mom leaves her with a cell phone, her cell phone, um, and Ella knows that she can call me or grandma or grandpa or anyone um, if if things get a little intense. So we we always prepare Ella beforehand. We talk to her and go, okay, now remember the little kids, sometimes they can get upset. So your job is to first keep them safe. Next, do your best at taking care of them. Manage the fights, do what you can for this. And when you get, and if you get overwhelmed, you call for help, right? So we gave her some responsibility. Her parents gave her some responsibility, but then they gave her a safety line and a safety net as well, right? So <laughs> the cutest thing uh, the other day, 
I get this call from her and I'm, I'm literally on a date, but I, I knew her parents were potentially out of, um, running into town and stuff. And she had her mom's phone and she just had the two middle children. So she didn't get to have, she didn't keep the baby or anything. And so I get a phone call and, uh, Ella goes, Breezy, I just need a little help here. And she's just, oh my goodness, you guys, she's the cutest thing ever. I just need a little help here. I'm like, okay, honey, what's going on? Well, Jack pushed Lucy and then Lucy hit him back. And now everyone is sad. <laughs> and I'm just, oh yeah, that makes sense. I, I that, that can happen. And you know what? I, I didn't mean to, but I did get upset. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's okay. Did you? And she's like, now everyone's just really upset with me. And I just need a little help. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, let me talk to Jack. And I, hi, Jack. All right, you cannot push your sister. I know, Breezy. Sorry. That's okay. Can I talk to Lucy? Yep. Lucy, I know that that hurt, but that's not how we're going to react, okay? Okay, Breezy. Now I want you both to listen to Ella. She's doing her very best. Okay. I'll get back to Ella. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna try more to listen to you better. Okay, thanks, Breezy. I just I just needed a little help here. You did good, sweetheart. Thank you for calling and checking. I'm gonna check in with you guys in 15 minutes, and then we'll we'll go from there. Okay. And uh, her parents got home within that 15 minutes. And so, but that's, that is a perfect example of an eight-year-old's development stage. I love, love that story, besides the fact that it's adorable. But just, I love seeing the different elements of development there. Uh, you know, they're still, they're still emotional. You know, she, she got upset, to be expected, but she's able to see it, maybe a little bit of the bigger picture, and it's not, no longer a tantrum, right? They're no longer overwhelmed with emotion at that time. She can learn to control it. So this is going to be a big part about this. And then as parents, and you know, I'm I'm not a parent or anything like that, but um, I watch my siblings do this wonderfully, of giving them little bits of responsibility and accountability and then allowing them to test the waters, right? So if you guys can remember, at this time of development, they uh, children are in their heart chakra. So their heart chakra is what's being opened. Um, and these, once, once we hit the heart chakra, we're now in higher vibration um, and higher understanding chakras. So the, the heart, throat, third eye, and crown chakra are all, you can think of them as... Um, higher levels right the the bottom three are very core basic ones basic needs and so when a, a young child or young teen is working through things remember they're they're gonna take a lot of stuff very personal right there it's gonna be a lot about them being able to do it well and then so so giving them guidance and maybe some uh instructions along the lines of uh preparing them for things, right? So things like, now remember the kids can get upset because, you know, they're still learning. So we give them a little bit of guidance we prepare them for the situation and then we let them try it out. 
because they're testing their own chakras right now. Anytime we're in a transition phase between chakras, so she's not quite in the throat chakra yet. That's all about, you know, expressing themselves and voice and identity. Um, they're gonna their energy is gonna continually be running up and down through the lower chakras and, and testing them, making sure that she is capable, she is safe, she is connected. And so it's really important to guide them through these things, right? Really helping them to um, focus on feeling emotions and controlling emotions, right? So I often tell parents that young children, uh, we just want to encourage them to feel emotions. Um, and then it, as an adult, our job is to help them to regulate it, uh, help them to calm down. Now, that doesn't mean that they get to run wild and feel everything, you know, like there's still things to teach and to, to help those boundaries be created. But as an eight to eight year old or nine, 10, 11 or 12 year old, they really are learning how to control their emotions. And so really helping them to kind of see that now and, and helping them to see that um, as a, you know, as a person, they have this responsibility. So I love, love, love working with them for that. And and honestly, at this age, it's it's fun because they start to really to grasp these concepts and they really start to kind of just turn into these just amazing little humans, you know, and it's it's really kind of a fun time, uh, a little it's it's nice because we're not yet dealing with high levels of hormone and emotions and all of that stuff so it definitely is a roller coaster you know like you you get like high emotions like through the toddler and then it comes down a little bit and then it's starting to grow a little bit more and then it surges through puberty and then it comes down again you know like it's just this constant roller coaster and if you can understand what phase they're at I truly believe then you can guide them a little bit a little bit, I won't say better, because every parent is just doing the best they can. Like, I do, I really do think that. Um, but maybe it's a little bit more efficient um, and that you can kind of work with them with that. Now, the last thing I kind of want to point out here is, uh, remember, you guys know, um, Madge and I are both certified in neurolinguistics. So this is uh, what we call NLP, neurolinguistic programming. Um, something to kind of consider is by about the age six, anywhere between six, seven, or eight, that's when the subconscious is considered fully developed. And it's no longer like a sponge. So it kind of changes and everything at that time once once they hit that certain age group um or age um certain age then the subconscious no longer absorbs it just functions right and so it's 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 working it's it's doing its job and so at this time uh, they're going to be testing thing. They're going to be testing their reality. They're going to be testing what they've been taught through their own. They're going to be testing everything through their own lenses of truth, right? And and this is a really fun period to see uh, their beliefs and what they what they hold dear and true to their heart. What makes them tick? They you'll notice that they have patterns and behaviors by this time that um, are pretty ingrained in them. And it's a really fun time to really kind of just work with them on this. 
Now, it doesn't mean that their subconscious, like, I do think it can still be, um, molded, I guess you could say, like, during this time, but it's just not as suggestive, open to, uh, suggestibility that word does not sound right <laughs> it, it's just not as what they would call in the psychology world it's not as plastic as maybe other parts of their mind still is that are still developing so kind of take i don't know take a moment just to kind of think through if you know any any children between this ages of uh, 9 10 11 and 12 and really just kind of um see what you can do to connect with them look for any of these patterns uh, if you get the opportunity to zone them, go ahead and do that. Typically, zones for individuals um, between the ages of, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12, I usually spend about 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes. Again, they're a little bit more, they're learning to be a little bit more mature so I can connect with them a little bit more. I can talk to them um, a little bit more like I would to you know, a teenager type of a thing. And I, I'm just helping them to kind of make that transition there. So hopefully this information is helpful. I'm super excited for next week's episode as we finish up this season. Um, Mandy's going to be talking all about teenagers and then we will, we'll be done with this one, guys. We'll be wrapping up this season here, which blows me away that we're already, we're already through with it. So let me know if you guys have any questions and again we're just so grateful for all the love and support you guys give us uh it's been a really fun journey and i'm really excited for season three next year so we're gonna we're gonna sign off now but again thank you for all the love and support and have fun zoning this week <laughs>